the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show, would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Davis Mills, just send all your balls to, to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and send Devontae Smith. Everyone should send all their balls to Brandon Cooks. Oh, I love yeah. that piece of him this year. Drop, your, send drop my balls your balls there. on Brandon Cooks. <laughs> your breakout player last year, Tay. Or was that the year before when we brought you on our podcast? It was two years ago. Yeah. It was when um, he had... It was when he, oh, he was your right or die, yeah. But yeah, everyone get your balls out for Brandon Cooks. Oh, I certainly will be. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. <laughs> they're out right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon. There's a whole anchor man thing going on. Balls out for Brandon. <laughs> Balls out for Brandon. Hashtag. <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. All right. I reckon that we've done a good job with quarterback. And I know that running back, there's not so many who are tasty, tasty, but I think we should really talk about them because the ones that are tasty, tasty, mwah, chef's kiss in terms of uh, we, we think there's going to be some value there. I'm going to kick it to Marky Mark to talk about only, I think, the most talked about player in dynasty fantasy football at the moment, especially around draft time, because he seems to be pretty high up the draft board. Marky, where are you ranking Atlanta's newest piece, Bijan Robinson. And what do you think about him? So I'll just jump through his notes first mm. before the ranking. So yeah, yeah. out of this class, he is the only uh, I mean, the only three down back. Don't fall into the Gibbs could be a three down back or any of that crap. This is the only guy that can actually handle that kind of workload because he has done it. He's got the size, the speed, the athleticism to be able to do that effectively. As well, he's, he is a really adept blocker. He does need to run with a little bit more power. That's that's probably one knock on him. And he does have some slight injury concerns, but, I mean, what running back doesn't? If you're going to be an early down back, you're a battering ram. You're going to get nicked up. Pretty well. And he's got a lot of Ks on his tires. So, similar to the top-end quarterbacks that have come uh, – quarterbacks, running backs that have come out recently, uh, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Fournette, same thing. Like, they got worked really hard in college. Looking at Fantasy Pro's – running back rankings, it's almost too gross to look at, but they've got Bijan as the number one overall running back on here, <laughs> and it just does not taste very good. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I love the guy. I think he is going to be a really good running back. I think the system will suit him. The team is dog shit. That's my concern. So you draft him, um, yep. obviously, and as Tay said, if you've got first overall pick, unless – it is heavy scoring for a quarterback in that league or some stupid scoring. You probably just take him, but temper your expectations and you've got to be willing to ride the wave. Like they've, they've still got a thousand yard rusher on that roster so that, you know, they may not give him the entire workload to start with. He might get eased in slowly. Well, Tay, we were talking a little bit about Bijan in terms of the free agent show last week because he just kind of came up in the way we were talking about teams that had situations where they're sort of adept at doing one thing and not so adept at doing others. What's your redraft position on Bichon? Yeah, it's it's quite high to be honest. Like we, like you said, we touched on him last week and Manjot was quite high on him and mm. I sort of did the research after the fact and he's getting picked around running back three. And I did actually say it's one of those funny years where it's Christian McCaffrey at one and then almost pick your poison from like running back two to 12. Like it's, it's a really funny year. Like it's a very interchangeable. No one's really 
landing in an exact spot right now. But I just think you're going to get a lot of fluff pieces about Robinson. You've already seen the teams apparently using him as a wide receiver and, you know, he's going to, you know, break all these reception records as a running back, blah, blah, blah. The one thing I will say that probably gives me less worry than sort of Mark was bringing up is the coaching staff. Like, is Arthur Smith at the Falcons? I I made a bold call that I had a feeling they might trade for Derrick Henry just because Arthur Smith literally got his job because of Derrick Henry. He runs the ball, (laughs) runs the ball, runs the ball. This team is going to set an all-time low for pass attempts. Like, they are just going to run the ball (laughs) so much. And there is going to be some LG for sure because he is he's just proven already he's a great player. But I'm like me and Maddie talked about Najee Harris going into his rookie season. I think this guy looks more talented, and and Najee still ended up at a top five fantasy season in his rookie year purely from volume. And this is exactly what this is going to be. There's going to be some off games. There's going to be some struggles, like Mark said, because it's Atlanta. But he is going to get so much volume in this year that I just don't see how he fails outside of an injury. Like, he is going to get so much work, and he, uh, if anything, he may even get more uh, passing work than Najee got that year. And even with, like, and that's a lot. Like, he got heaps of Big Ben. So, I, I just don't see how there's downside for him. Like, the only reason I would say that is if you're having to get him at running back three in a redraft, that might be a bit steep because there's not enough area to improve there. But um, if you're in a dynasty, I wouldn't even think twice about getting him 101. I think it's the most slam dunk black pick you've seen in a long time. Yeah, 100%. Look, Manjot, you were really in on Bijan last week too and saying, hey, look, you know, it, there would have to be a pretty significant depression in value for you to feel like you could get actual, like, bonus value out of him. But you weren't deterred by where he was going. You're like, that seems about right. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I feel like with... B. John, I think he's going to finish running back one. I just have a feeling because, and that's a massive bold call I'm making already. Yeah, volume wise, definitely he has. He's going to get a lot of volume. I really can see some holes in some of the other running backs, but then B. John, he's kind of got fresher legs, you could say, than all the other veteran running backs. Like, and even then, Ritter's not even that good of a QB. So you're going to see a lot of dump offs to. Bijan in the passing game, run game, he's going to get a few. I feel like you could really see a Brees Hall-style season from him, like Brees Hall had last year before his injury. I really can see that happen, where he can have a massive boom in a few of those games. I'm really hoping Bijan stays healthy. And I, I do think he can finish the running back one in this draft. I'm actually pretty confident on that. Because I just feel like there is a lot to his game that you can add. And I think that's there's a lot of positives to look at. I know there's a couple of negatives probably that Falcons is just going to be trash on offense. And maybe you won't get many possessions per game. But I just feel like Bijan, behind a decent offensive line too, they have a couple of good guards up there in Atlanta. I think... They're going to have a decent run game going there for B. John. And I think there's definitely that potential running back one. I, I, I can see it happen for B. John Robinson in 2023. I know that. I am cutting that and that is going in a drop. So just so you know, and you're going to hear that every week for the whole season, no matter what happens to B. John. Got it? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. If he gets injured, doesn't count. But, you yeah, know, yeah. the rest of it. 
the rest of it, if he's playing the whole year, he better be cooking. You know, that's what if, I'm if saying. If you're going to say something big and bold like that, you know I'm just going to rub it in your face no matter what. So thank you for that. It's yeah. nice to get an early season yeah. cherry like that. I don't think just – I don't think it's I'm so much about it back to you, Mark. Yes. Yeah necessarily failing it's more that they're, they're coming up with some decent defenses this season and you think about i mean is anybody buying Kyle Pitts or drake london i think on your last show love and hate him i'm sure they were all hates if i'm right matty c really hated pitsy yeah so I London, about london but yeah, yeah i don't um, think anyone would be high on him so if they can't pass you're talking about stacked boxes for an almost an entire game so it's not so much about him necessarily. It's just that that situation. So if you want to liken him to someone, you probably like him to say Brees Hall, for example, right? So that, that was a great comp. Yeah, up. they at least had a quarterback, and you can call as shit as Zach Wilson is, he still <laughs> could move the ball. He could throw it. They had passing weapons too, so he could, he could penetrate mums too. He could do that yeah, very well. Four. No worries, mate. <laughs> Look, I think Brees Hall is an interesting comp too because you really had to, you know, kill a man and pry that number one pick out of his dead, lifeless hands if you wanted the number one pick because it was Bryce Hall last year. And I think the same thing this year. You would actually literally have to kill a man to take the number one pick off him in most formats because it's Bijon, Bijon, Bijon. There's no there's no other options at number one in most sort of standard formats. So I, I reckon the comp is fantastic and that the volume play conversation is also really relevant but yeah that it does come with um a bit of buyer beware because uh, it's probably not going to be attractive hey tay i prepared a steak i've just mailed it to you just just eat it it's fine i promise that first overall pick in the ffl i'll take it (laughs) yeah i've had no short uh shortage of offers uh for that 101 and that's hilarious let's just say they've been quite interesting I will talk to you off mic about what it would actually take because I'm not in those sweepstakes at all. But I just want to know what it would take. That's all. Just curious. Uh, it would take about five times what I'm getting offered. Yeah, I bet. Because oh, everyone no. thinks that they, their used car is worth more than it is yeah. and everyone <laughs> thinks apparently, that apparently, buying a used car people, should be cheaper than it is. So. Apparently people think that I want <laughs> ageing superstars for this rebuild. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah. Take it. <laughs> or or ageing shithouse place. <laughs> Ah, even better, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a bit of Randall Cobb coming your way. Mate, I am really interested in what you've got to say about Jameer Gibbs here, Marky Mark, because um, I am not in any league where I'm going to look at anyone earlier than about this guy uh, in Dynasty. And uh, I want to know if he's worthwhile at this stage because I'm seeing him go pretty high up the running back ranks and you've got to have a pretty early pick to get a piece of him. Is he worth it? As sure as uh, death and taxes Alabama will release a really good running back. So um, okay. he is. He is. He is a real. But uh, um, as I said off the top of um, the Bajan one, he's not going to be a three down back. He's a receiving back. So I think he's versatile. So the notes coming out on him is he is scheme versatile, which is massively in his favor. So, I mean, in that, it, it doesn't really matter what scheme the Lions decide to trot out or what whatever they want to do, they, he, he will be usable for them. They'll be able to find a way to use him. Obviously, the concern was, and we now know that Swift has moved on, that they had a crowded backfield. He is probably the best running back they have. Not probably, is the best running back they have. At least that's, that answer is now 
that question's now answered. Well, is it? Because we've got a water bet on that between these two chuckleheads. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. That, that question is still yet to be what answered, Marky Mark. What, what was it? One Touches and fantasy points. Touches yeah. and fantasy points, yeah. Between who again? Was Between, Swift, what was it? Swift? Montgomery. 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 Montgomery, and, yeah. Yeah. And Montgomery's so, an airy water bat. Come on, man. That guy cannot take a break. His fantasy value is, is very important to this podcast. I'm going to do this all year to pit these two against it's, each other to stop me so drinking funny, all the though. damn water. <laughs> I've gone from one side to the other, though. I was against yeah. Montgomery last year. Now I'm on him. <laughs> he's defending this year. You were just a year to a... Way more, <laughs> yeah, I'm a way more important water Never wrong. in anyway. So, <laughs> so, Taylor, you could take this one, but I'll take the Ian one. You know, shot, shot spied at Ian there. Uh, I'd rather that water bet than this one, just going to say. But, yeah, okay. continue on, Mark. Yeah, Mikey, because 501 fantasy points between those Detroit running backs last year. So we know that with very little other changes in that squad, Roll's valuable, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's Dan Campbell. He's he's old school. So it's run the ball, it's hard defense, it's strength up front, build the trenches. That's just him. So, yeah, so Gibbs is is your receiving back. So he's not going to necessarily get the groundwork. Um, he's not going to get the heavy usage, but he in PPR he will be very he'll be really valuable. In terms of running back overall rankings, he's he's down as a tier two. He's sort of sitting he's sitting at number six in between Barkley and Etienne. It's a little high for me in terms of an overall. I'd I'd much rather have Josh um, Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Etienne over him just because they're young enough still, and I the usage is definitely there, and, and then they're going to get more of the every down back. Uh, every down usage. In terms of a dynasty, as a rookie draft, I'm doing one at the moment. He went pick two. I can't argue with it unless it's, I mean, and that's a super flex. If you have a like a real need for quarterback, then yeah, maybe, but he's definitely the second running back and probably still better than the receivers. Wow. So now, Manjot, of course, we're playing PPR, so it's great news for Jimmy Gibbs. I can see why you're excited by that prospect. Where do you see him fitting into a 10-team standard roster at the moment? Yeah, I definitely could see him be a good starter for a 10-team league for sure because the passing volume will be up there. I think the rushing volume will be there as well. And I think a lot of the stuff that Gibbs is going to get is around the red zone. We saw Jamal Williams was really cooking for Detroit last year. He's getting like three touchdown games here and there putting up 25 plus points per game like most weeks and it was just it was insanity what Jamal Williams was doing I think Jameen Gibbs can fill that sort of hole for Detroit maybe he won't get the majority of work or the lion's share but he can definitely make up for it with his passing work hopefully a free down back so I can win that water back against Taylor but <laughs> that's look, what's important hopefully that that's what is important, you know. Yeah. I'm a Jameer Gibbs bandwagoner right now. I'm on Make his sure bandwagon. you tweet him about this, by the way. You got to ask him on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll add him. I'm sure he'll <laughs> like me, follow me, and whatever. So I'm sure. I'm sure we'll put some Jameer Gibbs highlights and pastry press just to just to spice it up a bit. I think the Lions took a lot of uh, flack for that pick of Jameer Gibbs. But what I saw of him in Alabama, I watched him in a couple of games. I'm like, this dude's shifty. He can hurdle dudes. He's he's just an athlete. I, I'm really excited to watch him just as a football player. And as a fantasy asset, I think that sort of excitement can be followed to fantasy. 
Yeah, Taylor, it's not like Montgomery's some big fat plotter. He's a pretty evasive dude too. You know that I've got a soft spot in my heart for David Montgomery after I really staked the flag on him last year and, and, and sadly lost that one. But, mate, where do you see Jimmy Gibbs fitting, knowing that your position on this backfield is what it is? Where does he fit into a roster for you? Well, for anyone that actually listened to the podcast last week, mm. we, I, I still can't exactly figure out how the water bet happened. I'm pretty sure Maddie sort of pushed it a little bit. I I was not down on Jameer Gibbs at all. Like I, I just legitimately yeah. said pretty much what Mark said. I said that I think that he's going to be the pass catcher in this backfield. And I liked Montgomery because one, where he was going, I thought his value right now in redrafts. And two, what Manjot said about the red zone touches, I actually think that's going to be mostly him. I think he's going to be taking the Jamal Williams role. And I think Jimmy Gibbs is going to be more of what they wanted out of DeAndre Swift. So that that's why I think there's a lot of value to both of them. I think Swift, if he'd stayed healthy, would have actually been very relevant as well. So this isn't me saying I don't like Jimmy Gibbs. I just think they both can be quite relevant. I was more on the side of I think Montgomery's going to have more touches because I think he's going to get, as Manjo said, the lion's share of the rushing work. So I, I, that's purely my stance on the whole Montgomery-Gibbs side of it. Gibbs, just to, to talk specifically about him, I think he's in a great spot. Like, you take a guy 12 overall, you're going to use him. It's not like he's not going to get work. And and, and they've shown a propensity that they want to pass to the running back as well. So there's no real tight end outside. I mean, we'll talk about a tight end that went there in the rookie side of it later, but there's no hock there. So there's even more sort of dump-offs available. So I think a lot of that's going to go to Gibbs. I I think he's very relevant even in a 10-team league, like probably wanting him to be maybe your running back too uh, or maybe even your flex, but he's very relevant even in a 10-team league for sure. I do have to say, I almost exploded when I heard Manjot say the lion's share of the lion. Yeah, no, I, I, I just saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm yeah. a 40-year-old white man who loves a dad joke. I mean, poor Mark worked look- with me for 10 years and he had to put up with that shit all the time. Uh, Enjoy it, mate. It's a real eyebrows raise as well because he's like, Matty's going to die. Matty's just going to burst. He's just going to burst. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> before we move on from Jimmy Gibbs, Marky Mark, I, I think, you know, these two guys make great points for the for the relevancy in a 10-team redraft league. The first-year impact for him in a dynasty, it isn't necessarily why you're taking him so early, but do you see a lot for him this year? Uh, I, I think I agree with Tay. Like, he's a, you play him as a flex. He's not going to – you wouldn't want him – you'd be in a pretty bad situation if he was the running back you were leaning on as your RB1. You'd want a bit more of a floor, I think. Because there will be games where he's he's going to be completely ineffective, but there are games where he's going to explode. So okay. yeah, I I think he'd be a really good flex if if you're lucky enough to get him there. But otherwise, a two, and I don't think he'd be overall across the season disappointed. Yeah, fair enough. I think it sounds to me oh, a little bit like yeah, range of outcomes could be pretty high. It could be a weak winner for you, but could be the reason you didn't score enough points the next week. So um, I guess with him there, buyable it's written on the label that Lions running backs have never necessarily been rock-solid guarantees. So, um, yeah, just buy beware on that one. If you've got a good floor out of your RB1, then you're in a good spot. 
that o line that O line can't be overstated too. Like it is unbelievable. Even if Matty C tries to downplay it for whatever reason nah, in, the, in the group chat, it, it is it is a huge asset for that team. So running backs are only going to get helped by that. There's only one other running back who I put on the list as a slam dunk. We have to talk about, and then we can quickly pop in a couple of honourable mentions. But the next one who really jumps out to me as people who have been talking about, especially in Dynasty, has been Zach Charbonnet. Although, I don't know about his landing spot. Marky Mark, tell us about the player. Tell us about what you expect from him. And I'd love to get what you think about him landing at the Seahawks of all places. I hate the landing spot. All it does... All this does is it takes away any red zone value to Kenneth Walker. So Charbonnet is a thumper. That's all he is. He will run hard. He's LeGarrette Blunt to me. That's kind oh, of what I see. His name. <laughs> so I see all the red zone work going to him, and he's just going to pill for touchdowns away from Kenneth Walker. It's, it's just going to destroy two running backs. So thanks, Pete Carroll, you ass hat. Excellent. Nice start. Um, so, You're yeah, welcome, man. Joe, I just took shots at Seattle for you. There you You're go, welcome. Oh, I was going to say, the, <laughs> look, Mark took every single bit of words out of my mouth. You know, <laughs> he, he took away my ability to take shots at Seattle because, yeah, it just fucked up Pilot both running backs' value. Yeah. It, it fucked up both running backs' value. Like Kenneth Walker, I had him in a few leagues last year. See, I don't have like an anti-Seattle policy on my fantasy teams. I just draft players wherever okay. they are. I don't care about teams. But like I was massive in on Kenneth Walker, especially after Rashad Penny went down. Mm. It just gave a clear path for Walker. And it was like this season was like, yes, finally. Because they had what Chris Carson and Penny and then Penny and Walker. And now you got fucking Walker and Chauvinet. Like Seattle has been the worst thing for fantasy football running backs probably since bad offensive lines were invented back in the 30s or something. Like, that's how bad Seattle's running back room has been for fantasy football. It's just the worst thing that you could have. Beast mode. Yeah. Beast mode. Okay. Beast mode aside, Sean Alexander 2005 and before aside. So I'm going to make almost 20 years to get that one. Yeah, so it's so, okay. There's a couple there that were MVP candidates, but apart from that, yeah, it, it just recent times, Carol's just absolutely ruined fantasy value for running backs everywhere. Now, Tay, this guy's a big frame guy. Don't we love that in fantasy? So I'm a tad more bullish than the other two. I agree with you that it sucks balls for Kenneth Walker. Like, as soon as I. <laughs> As soon as I saw that, I just thought, man, I would hate to be a dynasty owner or just just generally in on him because it sucks. I'm not saying it guarantees Kenneth Walker doesn't have a great year. He clearly showed what he could do last year. Uh, But I don't know. The only reason – I'm kind of almost using a reason why you guys were down on him as a positive. It's that Pete Carroll, kind of like Arthur Smith, all he wants to do is run. Like, all he ever wants to do is run the ball. And so I I just think the fact that they use such a high uh, round pick on him, like some of the ones that have been issues in the past, like your Rashad Penny, was mainly because of injuries. Like, it wasn't because all of a sudden the team decided they wanted to pass the ball more or something. They really wanted to run the ball. And I just think there's an opportunity there. Like like Mark said, he's the thumper. He might actually get some of the goal line work because he's just so big. And he might might come in on third down when it's a third and short, which isn't great for fantasy because he's just going to dive over the line. 
but I just think there's actually going to be some rushing opportunity for this team. And I personally am in on this team. I actually think they've drafted oh. incredibly the last two years. I, I, I even bet one of my mates that they're going to have a better record than the Giants. Uh, I, I actually think they're a smoky for that division. Like, so, like sorry, Banjo, I, I would pick, if you're telling me who oh, I think is going to win that division, it'll be the Niners. Yeah. But I just think there's an actual outside opportunity that they're going to push the Niners for that title. So I, I think, I generally think that they're going to be ahead in a lot of games. They've got a couple of, they got games against the Cardinals, they got games against the Rams. They're probably going to be miles ahead in those games. That, that could be your Charbonnet uh, opportunities. They might use him in the second half when they're, they're well ahead. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm like, you know, hugely high on him, but if you're going to get him at like running back 40 or something off the board and redraft, I actually think there's an opportunity there. And there's obviously the, 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 the thought that if Kenneth Walker went down, then all of a sudden you've got Charbonnet as a running back one. Yeah, I mean, look, and I think in that instance, you'd be cracking out the Chardonnay. Hey, there you go. Bad <laughs> joke time. Marky Mark, though, and I, I took some time to really think about this. Landing spot, we, we complained about that at the outset, but where could he have gone that would have been a better situation? Like Atlanta. Well, we can't because Bichon's gone there. Okay, well, Detroit. Well, no. <laughs> because, and, and like, you know, what? what's the best case scenario for him that isn't Seattle? I, I really struggle to think of a better place that he could have realistically wound up. Come yeah, on. and that's, that's Maybe it is the best place for him. That's completely fair. I think the, the problem with him is he's a runner. He's not a catcher. So, he, he looks similar to Gibbs, he's, it's the polar opposite of Gibbs where his value is in early down work or goal line work or yeah. I, I think you're, you're, that's probably fair, mate. Like it, there's no situation you could have gone to where I'm going to go, yeah, I love this spot. I don't think. Um, yeah, I just got to think, well, yeah. if, okay, so if you went to Cincinnati, maybe that's the better spot. Maybe that's the only spot in the whole league you could have gone where it would have been better because, you know, then it just gives you a reason to maybe give Nick's nudge or whatever. But I just couldn't think of anywhere else where there was a direct path to work that was better than where he wound up. And, I mean, for those, if anyone's still not playing PPR, firstly, you love a guy like this because if he's just going to fall over two yards and get touchdowns, well, man, a guy has to work 14 touches to get that many points. <laughs> um, right. So, so, you know, you kind of you kind of like that. But, I mean, that's definitely the outlier. People are playing PPR. So that depresses his value a little bit in a team where they like to pound it. Definitely. He's um. So, I mean, look, when you're looking at this guy too, you're not drafting him. I, I mean, I... The other guys have might have their opinion. I'd, I wouldn't be drafting him with the intention of starting him particularly early, even in a dynasty. He would be just sitting on my bench and in case of a Kenneth Walker injury and then yep. probably try and move him. But that's why I like him because you don't have to. Like he's, so yeah. I haven't looked at his exact ADP, but I'm assuming it's somewhere around the 40s. So if, you, if you're doing that, he's probably your running back four. Well, oh, that's why I think he's a good bench player. He's the 27th ranked running back this season. See, that's a little high, but I still think yeah, it could be value. If he was my fifth running back in a 10-team league, yeah, okay. If someone's go higher than that, they can have him. You know, it's just, I just don't know what he's going to do to really get you excited until you see something in the preseason from him. Because, you know, it took Chris Carson doing that. It wasn't until he started catching passes and catching a touchdown here and there. You go, oh, fucking really? So I guess I want to see that from Chardonnay. They've also got a really difficult strength to schedule this season as well. So, so we, we've covered three running backs who really are getting the 
um, the lion's share, yeah, of the conversation around rookie running backs and especially in Dynasty. Mark, do you have anyone who's a bit of an honourable mention you want to throw in here as well? Bit of a, as Taylor says, I love when he says this, a bit of a smoky. That, that might be just worth keeping your eye on who has a path to work that might just not be as obvious straight away. Mate, I've got the most obvious player here. It's Devin Hachain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Running back one on the season. Nah, he's up, so one season. <laughs> it's, the, he, it's the dolphin hour. It's, it's interesting watching a lot of the conversation. He's being blown up so much more than he should be. So he's, he's again, he's receiving back. Um, he's going to be used mostly in special teams because that's what he did really well in college. Yep. So that's kind of where I want to leave him, like draft him. But if you if you have a spot in a deep bench, put him there. He, he might, if Mostert gets hurt, he might fill in that role, but that's mm. about it. The only other one is Kendra Miller. And I really think a lot of the buzz is because we don't know what's going to happen with Kamara. Yeah. When you look at ranking there, Kamara's ranked 32nd in running back. Miller's ranked 33rd. So like nobody knows. So it's really too hard to judge for me. I was just going to say, Mark, is Miami going to draft Usain Bolt next? Because it looks like they're just trying to go for the fastest team of all time. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> speed on speed on speed on speed. That's the way. 100%. Who ran the yeah. fastest 40 at the combine? Straight to Miami. 100%. Yeah. Mm. That's what we did. That is the best spot I can think of to park. Running back, not taking any more additions there. Sorry, guys. Everyone else, you'll have to uh, go to your social medias to talk about. We're going to move on. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Taylor Talk Time. Because all I do is win, 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 no matter what. That's a foreskin right there. We'll foreskin that for later. <laughs> That's on the first five pages. Wowza. Mate, so um, the first four pages. Foreskin. We didn't want to talk about it. You guys brought it up. It wasn't me, of course. Mate, we'll, we'll chat later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he can trade. I didn't realize it was a trade button. I don't do many trades, mate. So oh, I always stay on the fence. I don't call him an absolute spud. And I never call him an absolute choker in the second half of the year. So, well, we start with the portaloo at the back when we just shit ourselves uh, straight into the portaloo. And then it goes into a hole, not even to an actual toilet. Aussie NFL fantasy. Look, eat it, Mark Downey. I'm, I'm all dolphins this year, mate, and you're going to have to make a lot of room because I'm not the smallest bloke in the world uh, on that bandwagon. 